0: Welcome to All Over the Map, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media. I am your host, Ali Musa. Welcome to episode four of this very show that we call All Over the Map. Thank you so much for spending time with me this week. I am your host, Ali Musa. I hope you've had a great week and a great weekend. I certainly have. Got to spend lots of time just relaxing, listening to Jay's games, and and, and getting back into reading now as well. Look, I'm currently reading a book called Napoleon the Great. It talks about Napoleon Bonaparte's time... As a politician. And I would like to welcome some new listeners. If this is your first time, I would like to hear from you. And I'm so glad that you have found this show. And in case this is your first episode, we just want to give you an idea of what you can expect from this show. And of course, if there is, if there is a guest that you would like me to track down, I would be happy to look into that. Your ideas are always welcomed at ATOM podcast. 819 at gmail.com. And this week is no exception because we have some great stuff lined up for you. We will primarily have guests from the sports media industry and some surprises. This week, we will take a... we will. This week we will talk about the inter-county baseball, Kitchener-Panthers style. The Kitchener-Panthers have had a great season, and we will talk about their season and what can be improved or changed. Mark Perry is the play-by-play voice. Of the team. The home games are broadcasted on YouTube. He will be making his way into the studio. To talk about the coverage. And as always. It will be a wonderful conversation which I hope that you enjoy listening in first we will take a break because of course we need to give him some time to enter into the studio and get him make himself comfortable and really just get settled in here into the studio and you know find his way around and so we'll give him a minute to to uh take a bit of a breather and come in and we'll get going into the conversation are you looking for the best flavors of ice cream sandwiches in town at a reasonable price ali's ice cream extravaganza has you covered with flavors you will not find anywhere else, like chocolate with pineapple mixed and caramel drizzle, just to name a few. And best of all, they are only five cents each, and we will beat the competition. Visit us at Allie's Ice Cream Extravaganza.com. I am Ali Musa. This week, I am joined by Mark Perry. Mark is currently an editor at guelphtoday.com and he has also spent some time on air as an on-air reporter, and he is the play-by-play voice of the Kitchener Panthers of the Inter-County Baseball League. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Glad to be here, Ali.
0: Tell me a little bit about
1: yourself. Where to begin? Um, I mean, this uh, this uh, this has been a wild ride over the last uh, decade that I've been in the uh, the media industry. Of course, I've been covering the Kitchener Panthers um, as a reporter for the last uh, number of years since about twenty eighteen. Um, uh, originally from Timmins, Ontario, um, all the way up north, decided to make my move uh, down here to continue a radio career. Trans- transitioned over to the uh, online format with Guelph today, but uh, when it comes to the Kitchener Panthers, this is my second year uh, covering them as a uh, play-by-play broadcaster. It's uh, It's been, uh, been, like I said before, just a, a great ride so far, and I'm looking forward to where things uh, take me from here.
0: Well, it's one of those things where it uh, where you had the uh, idea of continuing the media career and then the opportunity came up to do the Panthers so you just take it and you run with it basically
1: oh absolutely i mean they uh, they offered it to me i was already going to all the games anyway and they just said hey mark uh any interest in being the play by play voice they knew i had uh, experience uh, doing play-by-play in other uh, in other sports on uh, other mediums, whether that be online, television, uh, radio, as well. And you know, I have an extensive list of you know my broad- my broadcasting career altogether when it comes to to sports over the last uh, decade as well, covering you now junior a hockey. I've uh, done. University hockey, university soccer. I mean you, na- you name it. I've done a lot of uh, different things over the last decade and then they presented the opportunity. and uh, yeah, I, I jumped at it.
0: So uh, describe uh, a little bit describe a little bit more for me your media career?
1: Well, it started in North Bay. Um, I went to college, uh, Canador College. Uh, but 2008 2009 graduated 2011 um I was also uh, uh employed as a uh, as as a uh, featured columnist with a bleacherreport.com um many people might know what the bleacher report is they the, that that company has grown so much in the united states um especially in the last de- the last decade and I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to see um, that company grow just from the ground floor up. Um, and then the opportunity presented itself to start uh, getting paid in my own backyard. And, you know, it's uh, that kind of uh, spurned things in the right direction for myself. Started uh, covering Junior A hockey in North Bay. Um, television as well. I was doing some stuff um, with the local television station covering uh, just various sports that uh, they were going out to. Uh, broadcasting a lot of times it was uh, doing stuff uh, at the university nipissing university up there um, doing games uh high school basketball i was doing some you know even down to the level of uh, you know bantam bantam hockey too you know a lot of it was very uh you know very fun to do and it, it all presented their unique challenge Challenges, of course, too, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that's how I essentially got my start. Moved up to my hometown of Timmins um, as a uh, reporter for the local radio station up there. Continued my broadcasting career covering junior A games up there, uh, whether it was the Abitibi Eskimos and then turned into the Timmins Rock. Uh, really got hit the ground running as a play-by-play broadcaster for the Cochrane Crunch up there, um, and uh, yeah, ended up getting the opportunity. To come to Waterloo Region to continue in my radio career, um, and uh, took a lot of the lessons that I learned up north. Whether it was just continuing what I was doing in North Bay, um, doing all all kinds of different broadcasts or anything else, you know, I was able to take again all those lessons uh, here at Waterloo Region and just continue to just dig my foot into the sand, if you will, just to kind of know continue uh trying to look for those opportunities and again it brings me back to the panthers being able to get that opportunity it's something i have been waiting for for a little bit you know i've been more of a freelance uh kind of broadcaster over the last uh, several years uh here in the region and uh, just being able to you know get that full-time gig, gigafuel and i don't say full-time as in you know this is my only job kind of thing but full-time as in this is your baby take care of it kind of thing instead of you know just filling in every now and then you know it's an honor to get that uh, to get that opportunity and it's uh, something I don't take for granted and now I'm you know again the second uh, season in on the IBL season it uh, was a new challenge um baseball is something that I haven't gotten a lot of experience doing i had done baseball in the past but uh again being able to learn the game a lot more and uh, being able to uh, talk with people around the league and get to know the league on such a deeper level um in this uh, role is something that is uh is truly special
0: like it's it's really like really the the passion for (laughs) intra-county baseball and junior a and Junior A hockey that you were able to cover early on in your career, which was a stepping stone for you in terms of where you were able to take that experience to that next level with the Panthers kind of as the next level.
1: And you never know who you're going to run into, Ali. I mean, here's a funny story. Back in 2013, the North Bay uh, Junior A trappers uh, we're hosting a tournament called the Dudley Hewitt Cup. So this was the Central Canadian uh, Junior A Championships. So this was kind of the uh, that next step uh, before reaching a national championship tournament. Um, so this was back in 2013. And funny enough, uh, first of all, North Bay had uh, Tom McCarthy as a head coach that year. And I learned a lot from Tom McCarthy. Uh, of course, unfortunately, we did lose him earlier uh, this year. But uh, you know, former NHLer, uh, guy that uh, actually was drafted ahead of Wayne Gretzky in the uh, the ju- in the uh, major junior draft back in the late seventies. You know, a guy had a great career, ended up finding his way uh, into coaching, and I was able to learn a lot from him in just the short period of time that I was in North Bay and getting to see him. Um, but also in that twenty thirteen t- tournament, uh, someone by the name of Mitch Marner was playing for the. The St. Michael's buzzers in that tournament, as well as another man that uh, you might know, Jake Evans, who now plays for the Montreal Canadiens. He was also um, on that team. Um, you, you just never know who you're going to run into. That's one lesson I do want to pass along to people: is that you know, earlier, on, early on in your broadcasting career, you know, don't take for granted some of the names that you're going to see because you never know where you're going to see them pop up again. And sure enough, Mitch Marner, a couple years later, ends up finding his way. Uh, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs and has become a superstar in the NHL. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, the uh, the lessons, you know, and being able to have that passion, that's yeah, something that uh, has never left me and I don't think ever will. I mean, if I grew up a sports fan. I've always uh, loved sports. And, uh, you know, and I, I grew up playing soccer as well. But, uh, unfortunately, injuries kind of took its toll on my soccer career. So what's the next best thing? Going to broadcasting.
0: That's great advice because truly, you just never know, and never know where some of these players, especially in the case of Mitch Marner, where they're going to end up.
1: Oh, absolutely! And he, so this was actually right after he got drafted in the first round by the London Knights. Um, he was playing as an affiliate. It, affiliated player for St. Michael's. So um, his, uh, I guess, uh, drop in the pond, if you will, in the junior A ranks uh, right before he moved up to the Knights and, you know, became what he became uh, in London. Much of the chagrin, of course, of uh, Kitchener Rangers fans here in our local uh, area here in Kitchener. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, you, ne- you just never know who you're going to run into.
0: What is intercounty baseball? And talk about what it is like covering the league.
1: Um, well, intercounty baseball is such a it's such a high level of baseball. and you know, I don't think a lot of people really realize that. I mean, there's a lot of uh, players that uh, play from the that come over in the summertime. You need that you need that time to, you know, you know readjust before you go back into the college ranks again. You know, you see a lot of uh, players from the NCAA, a lot of players from the OUA that come into this league. A lot of those those are some of the younger players. But then, you know, it's such a senior league. You get guys that are sometimes, you know, in their 30s, going into their 40s as well, that are, you know, still playing at such a great level and, you know, want to continue to, you know, continue on their career. I mean, you see some guys as well, you know, Don Menard, the Panthers manager, uh, field manager coined coined this phrase uh, more and more to me, uh, specifically telling me, you know what, it's a working man's league. A lot of these players, you know, they don't get paid. You know, they end up, you know, having full-time jobs, but they still have that passion for baseball. And it's that passion that really allows them to continue on year after year after year to continue to play this game in inner county. And again, you know, I talk about the the – you, know, you never know who you're going to run into. You look at the Inner County Baseball League this year. You have a bunch of guys that uh, more recently played in the uh, the minor leagues um, f- for Major League Baseball. You got a Dalton Pompey who's playing for the Guelph Royals, who many people know from his days with the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, you got a, and I think that's a trickle effect from the pandemic too. Is you know there was a lot of uh, a, a lot of mis uh, not miscommunication, but just a lot of. A lot of issues in terms of you know some of these players didn't have a place to play during the pandemic you know if unless you were playing in the big leagues and there is that triple that trickle down effect but then you also do get that those players that you know what they truly want to play they they want to play and uh, the intercounty baseball baseball league is able to provide them that opportunity and you know a lot of the guys that i talk to they love this league you know it's right here in southern southwestern ontario and it's a gem here in southwestern ontario and you know, it's 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 something that uh, a lot of players really love. Uh, they really develop that uh, that love for the game more and more. You know, you don't have to travel as much. You get uh, you get a paycheck like with uh, like when you're uh, when you're doing your full t- when you uh, when you have your full time job on top of playing inter county, and you still get to explore that passion. It's a win win for uh, for a lot of these players.
0: Dalton Pompey. The- I actually heard an uh, interview with him today, actually, um, and it was interesting to find, like, that he's ended up with the Guelph Royals. And, you know, like, I mean, remembering him, re- I remember him from his time as a Blue Jay.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dalton Pompeii, I mean, for, you know, I'm kind of in that same boat where you think about a working man's league in the IBL. Well, I'm the working man, too, on top of my... Uh, my reporting, my uh, my play-by-play duties with the Kitchener Panthers. I'm also, you know, the, like I said, the reporter for GuelphToday. Uh, dot com. So I was able to actually get to talk to Dalton Pompey uh, earlier this year for a uh, local food drive that he was doing. I mean, a man that's, you know, really trying to contribute to the community and make such a positive impact. And you know, I've heard nothing but positives about uh, Dalton all season long. Never turned down an interview. Never has turned down. You know, taking a picture with a fan, interacting with the community, interacting with you know fans at the ballpark wherever he is. He knows what name recognition he brings to the to the ballpark wherever he goes in intercounty baseball in the intercounty baseball league, and he, he clearly does not take it for granted. I mean, an absolute just gem of not just a player but a human being, and you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to see what uh, he can do in years to come um, you know he is going to be uh, recently announced that he was going to be retiring from the game of baseball to try and uh, pursue a career in policing so I'm very excited to see uh, what he can do with that and I mean you never know maybe a couple of years from now where the schedule School's kind of uh, eased up on him him a little bit where he doesn't have to you know focus as much on the studies we've seen you know guys that are first responders come back and play intercounty county baseball during the summer it might not be this might not be the last you see of Dalton Pompey but you know I, I can't say enough about uh, the kind of human being he is i mean he's he he's, he he's a gem that's for sure
0: describe by the experience of what is it like Connecting with the players, like um, why is it that oftentimes that like that they're not like what is it like what can be done to improve the experience for the players like uh, from the players' side to make them feel more uh comfortable with the media
1: yeah, it 's tough to say i mean i mean i I feel like for me, I have such a good relationship with the with the players I mean I can go down into the dugout essentially anytime joke around with some, with some of the guys, you know, Don Menard, the Panthers, a field manager, you know, I I have him basically on speed dial half the time. He's, you know, messaging me either gifts or you know sending me little the little tidbits of information my, for uh, for myself to you know better to, better to know the game. And the guy is very easy to work with. I mean, the the ones especially here with the Panthers. I don't know what the experience is like for other media members. Um, I think it's just very very unique situation depending on you know who you are as a member of the media. Like if you're going around slamming guys in the in the in you know a play in a paper I mean as long as you're honest about it and you tell them hey you know this this is just fact it is what it is you know you're you're gonna get those personalities that might not like that but I've never encountered that especially with the uh, the Kitchener Panthers I mean you can be critical but you know obviously it's it's a matter of you know just being fair in in your reporting and I don't think uh You know, players will kind of hate you for that. Um, For me, it's, again, just being able to have that relationship as the play-by-play broadcaster. They know who I am. I'm I'm at the ballpark all the time, and, yeah, I just go around, say hi, and, you know, we just have a little chit-chat every now and then, just joke around, even if it's, uh, hey, how's the weather out there? Yeah, it's pretty fair. You know, it's it's just just, uh, one of those things. It's just developing those relationships. It's a slow process, but – you know, once uh, once you reach that uh, that point where players are just comfortable around you, it's it's it gets it gets easier, definitely.
0: So it's about building that rapport with the players. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Why does the Intercounty Baseball League not receive mainstream coverage from the mainstream networks, other than not having enough airtime available to the networks?
1: Um, I think it's a matter of access, you know, and a matter of, you know, not enough people just know about the league. But I think that's something that's growing uh, over time, especially this year. I mean, you know, I am on an email chain with other members of the media, uh, other broadcasters rather throughout the IBL. And I think that's something that we're working on as a, as a collective unit to just continue to spread the word on what this league brings to the world. And, you know, I think in the age of the internet um, being able to have, you know, a stream like the ones that that we have on uh, each other's YouTube pages, it's free to watch every single game in the IBL and being able to spread that word to say, Hey, this exists. This is quality baseball. It's one of the best uh, bang for your, it's one of the best bang for your buck. Um, If you want to come out to the ballpark, it's, I think it's just a matter of, of spreading the word and showcasing, that this, uh, that this league has, you know, you know, quality, quality players, you know, former pros, you know, I touched on it before with all the uh, the collegiate players that come back to play in the IBL, a lot of hometown players that play in the IBL. And I think that's another connection too, is, you know, some of the players that are playing on a lot of these teams in the IBL are playing for their home community and just being able to showcase that at the same time too of saying hey you know what he grew up two blocks away from me he can you know he, he can be that next kitchener panther he can be that that next hamilton cardinal that next brantford Red Sox. it's it, you know spreading that spreading that access around you know it, i i wouldn't say that we don't have uh enough uh co- not coverage but uh you know access to have uh, you know on the mainstream networks it's just yeah i think to in order to get that i think it's just a matter of you know us as a collective to spread the word to say, hey, this is a this is a quality product, and more and more people will start recognizing it.
0: That's uh, very interesting um, because, like, with the team's uh, local local games being broadcasted on YouTube, the home games. Describe the broadcast. Uh, describe what the broadcast is and and does from a technical and visual side and how popular would this model be for other smaller teams it's
1: uh it really varies on the uh the team the team that uh that is putting on the broadcast i mean some teams have um you know teams of uh, of people that put on a broadcast kind of like doing you know a full-on you know television broadcast kind of thing other uh, like the Kitchener Panthers, I'm it. I'm the one going in and going on a program using the laptop um, that uh, we that I'm actually using to have this uh, this call here. The uh, the program's called OBS. It's a standard streaming, uh, type of uh, program that allows you to stream onto multiple networks at one time um, very easy to use um, and then from there it's just you know getting getting the equipment tip and the ability to uh, actually have have the quality broadcast by uh, you know having the having the other cameras set up having you know a proper microphone set up having a proper audio board set up you know there's a couple of extra pieces that go along into it instead of uh, and you know, just than just having the laptop, um, to run the program, you know, having those little pieces go a long way. Um, you know, for my broadcast, for example, I use the, the OBS program. I have, uh, just a headset mic or a handheld mic, depending on, um, you know, what's available on that day. Um, I use my cell phone, the, the camera that actually uh, focuses on Jack couch park throughout the, throughout the game is actually my own cell phone. Um, I use a, a droid, a droid cam program that's uh, on the laptop that connects onto my phone and it just uses the camera on my phone. It doesn't interrupt the broadcast. If I get say a notification or someone's you know spamming my email, for example. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, those little pieces, you, you just never know what you can actually use. Um, you know, I come from a technical background in the sense that I was selling electronics before I started my media career. And I got to know electronics very well in doing that because I was, you know, I was, te- I was teaching it to customers, uh, myself and, but I was teaching myself how to do this stuff as well. And I said, you know what, I can put this, you know, practice into action. And I just can continue to teach myself. And I was able to, you know, put this stuff together and, you know, that's resulted in me, you know, being, very comfortable uh doing a broadcast with the multiple pieces because you know it's it's something i've been doing since i was a teenager is just you know putting putting little pieces together to create uh, a product whether it's uh, you know slideshows or just um just different uh, kind of uh, media setups or even uh, this one here where you're just putting you know a full broadcast together it's uh, it is a lot of work i will say um, but once you kind of do it two or three times, you start to get into that rhythm of, okay, I'm I'm used to this, but then your mind starts thinking about, okay, what's the next piece you can add? What's the next piece you can add? Um, and I think I think for some for some broadcasts, it's uh, a matter of you know adding more people. So those listening here on the Kitchener Pan- for uh, from the Kitchener Panthers listening in Kitchener, if you have a technical background, love would I uh, would love to have you. Um, that's just my little plug right there, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, from a technical standpoint, it just varies, uh, from, from team to team. It all depends on the resources the team has. Um, and you know, it's, it's not to say that I have less, uh, less resources or the Panthers are providing me less resources than, you know, say the London majors, of the well and jackfish of the world, but you, you may do with what you got. And I think, uh, even for what I have, just you doing the broadcast myself, I still put on a pretty uh, quality broadcast if I do say so myself. And I do say that the rest of the league puts on quality broadcast themselves with the resources that uh, they're, that they're provided as well. The teams work so hard and that even goes back to um, the, you know, being able to, to spread that word. It's, you know, developing the quality of broadcast, developing the quality of broadcasters and, You know, going from there, there are some broadcasters in this league that are venturing and wanting to venture uh, to higher ground. There is a man by the name of Ben Shulman that used to broadcast for the Barry Baycats, and he was doing some games for the Toronto Blue Jays on uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan, earlier this year. I mean, that's a development league from both a player and a broadcast perspective.
0: And... It's also very interesting. It's also especially like now, like media and technology really go together, especially like if you want to really do a, uh, you know, a podcast on something, you could do it with like minimal equipment even.
1: Oh, you can you can do it with uh, with pretty much anything now. I mean, it's 2022. This is pretty much uh, what we have set up right now. I mean, think about the technology advances we might see five, even 10 years from now, you know, I'll even go back to my days uh, selling electronics. You Now, I, I did that for about eight years through high school and through college. And the amount that technology advanced just in that period of time is just mind blowing. And to see where it's gone, even since then, it's unbelievable. We're at, we're at a point right now in 2022, where, you know, Ten years ago, this would have been unheard of to do what uh, we're, we're doing right now, to have the programs that we have, to have the equipment that we have, to have the quality that we have in terms of the camera, the audio uh, that are being pumped through uh, to go online. It's, it's unbelievable. It's fascinating.
0: Like, I like mean, you know, like the person like there was a time when there was a lot of live stuff. But now it's like the person doesn't even have to be in the same location, really.
1: And yeah, and that's and that can be tough at times. I mean, you know, for baseball, for example, you, you saw during the pandemic, too, even in the major leagues where you had some broadcasters, you know, broadcasting from their homes, broadcasting from, you know, uh, just a random studio while the team that they're covering is thousands of uh, kilometers away. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable what we're, we're able to do. It can be a tough thing. Um, you know, if there, there is nothing like, you know, being there live broadcasting the game that you are calling, it is tough to kind of call things, uh, from monitors, but you make it, you, you may do. I did that, uh, earlier, uh, in the OHL season, um, and you know, just calling it from what we were getting from the feed from from the uh, from from the away arena and you know you, you make it goes back to you you make do with the situation and the equipment that you got and you do the best that you can and you do what you can to make sure that the audience is getting you know the best the best possible product that they possibly can because that's in the end what it's all about is making sure that the fans get you know informed and get the analysis and get, to know exactly, okay, what is happening with my team?
0: What is the attendance like for the for the Panthers? Um,
1: I think it's climbing. Um, it's one of those uh, things where you're still seeing some of that, uh some of that, those after effects of the pandemic. Of course, in 2021, we didn't even know we were going to have a season, really. Um, so it ended up as a shortened year, uh, and the attendance started to build, uh, to build, uh, to build up. Um, obviously, admittedly, it's you know it's easier to go to games when your team is you know on a high instead of on a low. So you know when you're pl- when you're playing as a sixth place team, you know you're not going to see as big attendance as you would if you're a first place team, uh, type of thing. But I think it's something that's uh, that's growing. I mean, it's it, you, you see the stands packed of uh, you know many uh, many a Thursday night, Sunday afternoons. I mean, there's nothing like you Know coming into the ballpark and just taking in a Sunday afternoon in the sun and watching some baseball. Um, I think it's uh, it, it, it can improve. I don't have like concrete numbers for you, Ali, but uh, you know, I can tell you that uh, these uh, the, the fans, the ones that are there, I mean, they're passionate about their Panthers baseball, they're passionate about the sport in general. And I think as more and more this team starts to build a winner, you know, you're going to see you know the fans you know show up more and more and more and more i mean i think about even the 2018 2019 the pre-pandemic years game six of the ibl final in 2019 i think there was probably about 16 1700 fans in the stands um so yeah i think it's just a and that's that's just the natural thing with with sports uh and local sports teams you yeah, you come to see a, a winner, but the, the passionate fans—they're the ones that are going to be—they're going to be there, game in and game out, even if it's in your low times.
0: Yeah, no, that—that's really been it. It's been a struggle, the these last couple of years for these smaller market teams.
1: No, it's true, and you know, I even go back to the North Bay Battalion of the OHL. I was there covering as a reporter when Brampton uh, moved to North Bay. That first season, I mean, the fans were there every single game. They had they were known as the seventh man. They had massive crowds. They pa- they packed Memorial Gardens in North Bay every single game. You know, it's probably I think about forty two hundred fans you can fit into that ring. You know, it was you know four thousand plus each game, and they made it all the way to the IBL final. But uh, you know, more and more, the uh, it started to drop off. Um, just to, based on what the record was, you know, making it to the IBL final, losing to Guelph in 2014, you know, making it to the Eastern Conference final the following year, making it to the conference semifinal the following year after that. And then, you know, they, they dropped all the way back to you know and ending up having the draft first overall a couple of years ago drafting a guy uh by the name of ty nelson who just went to the seattle kraken this past year um in the uh, the nhl draft um and you know the it, the attendant kind of showed it uh, in terms of their record i mean there was talk of you know that 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 team you know are the fans still interested in the north bay battalion uh in the ohl i mean where are the fans at where are the fans from the days of uh, Barkley Goodrow and Nick Paul when they were playing for North Bay. But I think that's, and and I say that because, you know, it it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what city you're in. You know, you could be in Kitchener, Waterloo. You could be, uh, uh, I'm watching baseball. You could be in North Bay watching hockey. You could be, you know, up North watching hockey. You could be anywhere really uh, watching any uh, competitive sport and, you know, your hometown team and, You know, the attendance will show um, whether or not you're 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 uh, you're in attendance at a game of a team that's, you know, doing well, whether it's, you know, a team that's in sixth place on a five game winning streak, you might see a little bit more fans or maybe a first place team that, uh, you know, they might be struggling a little bit. The the fan attendance does show, um, but that's just the way sports is
0: the panthers have had a great record this year what improvements can the organization make to give the team long-term sustainability
1: i think it's the pitching i mean the thing with their season uh this year um you know their their strength was in their offense their weakness was in their pitching, and you know they tried their they tried their best. They really did. I mean, Christian Hawk was out there, you know, providing uh, providing ace quality starts. Um, you know, guys like J- uh, Jacob Douglas, um, you know, Brett Reed came, came in as a, as a starter, and emerged as a starter later on in the year. You know, but you had guys that were playing in situations that they don't normally play in and being forced to play in because of just situations that came up. They just didn't have the arms. I mean, they had guys that were supposed to be coming into the team and just for whatever reason, just didn't get the, uh, get over to, uh, to Kitchener in time. Um, and that's just, it's just the way it is. All teams kind of uh, deal with that too. Um, um, but for Kitchener, I think that in order to have long-term success, I think they're well on their way with what they have um, on the offensive side. I mean, you look at that outfield. My goodness, the speed, the tenacity at the plates that those three provide—Blake Jacqueline, Jed Jarvis, and um, Andy Leader. You know, Leader's the the oldest of the group, and he's only 25. He had a career season for himself uh, in the IBL this season. I mean, you know, average of 360. 360- he was consistently within t- in the top five among qualifying um, hitters in, in all of the IBL. Home runs, career high with six, 51 hits, also a career high, 35 RBI. And Jacqueline and Jarvis, they're only 20 years old. And you think about that offense, too, overall, and you think about that feeder system with the Junior Panthers, I mean, that's a team that just won th- third place at the National uh, Junior uh, Baseball Championships. So, I mean, they have they have a lot of players in the feeder system, a lot of young players that are chomping at the bit. A lot of those players even got um, some at bats and some appearances with the uh, with the IBL Panthers this season. And it's only going to grow from there. And I talk about that, not just on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, too. They got some quality uh, pitchers as well. And the one thing I think about too with the Panthers is what a difference, maybe those, uh, those import players that weren't able to get uh, into the Panthers lineup this season, what kind of difference they can make. I'm sure we'll see them in 2023. And I think that's something that uh, will make a huge difference onto this team as well. But you think about the, that long-term success, Sally, it's, it it comes from that feeder system and it comes from, you know, the success that, uh, that they've been having a lot of young, young studs um, in this Panthers organization, whether junior or senior, I think the best is yet to come.
0: It'll be interesting to see what the, what the next uh, couple of seasons hold for the Panthers. And it's great to see these young guys just, you know, taking a, you know, they had a passion for playing the game and now coming in and just being able to show their talent, regardless of whether their next step is to make it to the major leagues
1: um uh, Eric Martin is another name I didn't mention. Uh, another young guy, he was playing a bit with the other uh, junior Panthers. He only appeared in eight games for the Panthers. He had five home runs. It felt like he was hitting a home run every single time I'd see him at the bat. Always a threat. He's a power hitter of the future, folks. Look out for Eric Martin on this team in years to come if he so chooses to stay uh, in the IBL or gets opportunities uh, at higher levels. And even if he does get opportunities at higher levels, Good for him. That's something that the IBL prides itself on. Not only being able to take collegiate players in uh, for the summer, but also being able to groom young players to prepare them, uh, to prepare them for those, uh, those higher levels. Signing those contracts, uh, those professional contracts, and maybe one day of hoping to, uh, hoping to pitch uh, in the major leagues.
0: Awesome. What would you like to share about Andrew County baseball overall?
1: It's underrated. That's probably the best thing I could say, Ali, is that it's an underrated league. It's you know, it's it's the gem of southwestern Ontario and even southeastern Ontario. I'm not too sure what you call Niagara in terms of geography. I was never good with geography, um, but uh, you know, eight le- eight teams in this league. You know they're looking to expand over the next couple of years as well as I got word from uh, IBL Commissioner John Kastner that they are looking. Um, of course, Chatham is a is a potential uh, to 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 come in in the next couple of years. You know it's such an underrated league with a lot of players that people really need to know about. And you know I'm going to do my darndest from the position that I'm in um, to continue to spread the word because one day I mean this is a this is a league that you know more
0: eyes should be on. Great. How can people contact you?
1: Um, they can contact me through Twitter. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. I'm I'm bad at uh, at answering emails at times, um, but the best way to get uh, get a hold of me just uh, tag me on Twitter at Mark L Perry, and yeah, that's uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me.
0: Well, Mark, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for taking the op- the time to join me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Not a problem, Ali. Anytime.
0: Thank you so much for listening to All Over the Map. If you have any questions or feedback, you can email me at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. That is A as in alpha, T as in the, O as in over, M as in map, Podcast eight one nine at gmail.com You can also feel free to visit our website to learn more about upcoming episodes at https colon slash slash allytechgroup dot wordpress dot com slash podcast dash all dash over dash the dash map. Once again, that is https colon slash slash ali techgroup dot wordpress dot com slash podcast dash all dash over dash the dash map, and it is not goodbye. It is until next.